people don't know how to deal with people, much less animals. And it's really about the energy you display to them. The thing about men are trash is that humans in general are trashed because they're not... Uh, I don't, I think there's a huge problem with our education in which people are not taught to be emotionally responsible, to manage their own emotions. Welcome to the AAA podcast, a podcast where I have a conversation with anyone, anywhere, at any time. Today, I'm having a conversation with Noemi Asentush. We are at Lisbon and it is 6.25 p.m. Please present yourself for the people that uh, don't know you. Um, yeah, tell us a, a bit more about who you are. Uh, okay, so I'm I'm Noemia. Uh, right now I work in customer service, but I am actually professionally trained as a veterinary technician, and I also have an almost finished bachelor's degree in biology. Uh, I do like working customer service, though. Yeah, you have, um, someone told me uh, in the office that whenever they had like to say something to someone, mm -hmm. they would not like pass it by you, but ask you, is that like okay to say that to people that way? Because you have uh, tremendously good soft skills with people, mm -hmm. um, which I find amazing because not everybody's like that. There's many people that don't give a fuck about everyone else's um, feeling and also the way they perceive things that you can say to them. So I think it's a good thing to have those soft skills in customer service. Well, the reason why I like customer service is because I like being able to help people, being useful, that fulfills me. So even if I am not um, in my quote-unquote profession right now, I don't mind pursuing customer service as as a profession and keep my interests in biology as interests. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I've always liked and wanted to help people allowed me to develop these soft skills and I had no idea that people said that about me. <laughs> yep. I've, uh, I've heard that from, uh, well, some of our colleagues. I mean, actually, one of our colleagues told me that, uh, that you had really good soft skills. And if you wanted to be sure that what he was going to say is not, like, um, too harsh or um, was not going to hurt someone someone else's feelings, he would um, talk, it, talk about it with you a bit mm -hmm. and then proceed on with uh, explaining that to someone else. So I don't know how it works. We were quite drunk when we talked about it. So it was like, you know. Um, but yeah, how, so you, you said that you have a almost finished bachelor degree in biology. Um, what, like, I don't know exactly what this is, biology, like what, what kind of, what it's scientific field, but like, was it applied to something or? Well, biology is basically the study of life. Okay. The scientific uh, discipline that studies life which um, obviously the curriculum will be different in each uh, university. In my case, uh, my university focuses a lot on genetics, plant okay. genetics and physiology. Um, so that's where most of my expertise uh, falls into. But 
since it's biology and not biology applied to something. Something it's more general. Exactly. Okay. So I study zoology, I study botany, I study molecular biology, cellular biology, genetics. Uh, and I was there for f five years and I basically just didn't pass any subjects with maths or physics. Oh. That's the only thing I couldn't I couldn't do. It's, uh, it's, it's I have dyscalculia, so it's actually it's number dyslexia. So unless I'm tutored very um, severely, mm -hmm. uh, I, I'm not able to to understand it. Okay. Everything else was fine. <laughs> yeah. Fucking math, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I get that. And um, how, like, have you always known that you wanted to be a veterinarian, or I mean, to at least to work with animals, or was it something that came later on in your life? Oh no, I've been saying that I wanted to be a veterinary doctor since I was three. Oh wow! It's okay. always been my big goal in in life. Um. But since I have chronic illnesses that don't allow me to be able to work in a fast-paced environment, mm -hmm. going from one place to another yeah. for eight hours, um, I, I have to settle for an office uh, job. A nine-to-five uh, job, yeah, I get that. It's, it's a shame, honestly, because I'm sure it's like a beautiful work, beautiful job to do. Um, I have... I used to lose my, I still do lose myself on YouTube. Um, and I saw many documentaries about French uh, veterinarian in the mm -hmm. countryside going to one farm, then two hours later they have to go to another one to deliver um, um, a calf, you know, mm -hmm. a baby calf. And I was like, wow, they have, because when you, when you think about, I don't know, um, a general doctor, for example, they only treat humans. Of course, the, we all have like different bodies and, uh, illnesses and everything but thinking about a veterinarian the guy was like well yesterday I had uh, to take care of a boa um, this morning it was a rabbit tomorrow it's a cat I was like, what they have like this general knowledge of animals which is which I find crazy like it's, it's amazing fortunately it's been branching out just like human medicine uh, for example um, my classes, my theory classes, mm -hmm. as a veterinary technician, they were, in general, for domestic animals or farm animals, we would learn um, superficially about okay. each. My internship was three months at an exotic exclusive wow. clinic. So my specialization is mostly birds okay uh, a lot of rodents and rabbits i was really hoping i would work more with snakes uh the whole three months i was there no snake appeared we had a huge um monitor lizard though a what uh, a monitor lizard. Monitor lizard. Okay. Is it a lizard with an LCD screen on its face or? A... Uh, it, <laughs> you know, um, a Komodo dragon. Yeah. 
it, they're called also uh, the Komodo monitor. Okay, so, so it's like a Komodo but less big? Yes, okay. it's... Um, allow me to remember the, the species name. Maybe I can find it. Varanus exatmaticus. Okay. So it's, um, it's from the savanna. It's not uh, venomous. Okay. And so they're big. You feed them small chickens. Oh, really? Okay, so it's not, yeah, it's not like this, the tiny gecko. <laughs> nope. Monitor lizard. What does that look like? Okay. Oh, it's a varon in French. Okay. Wow. Yeah, okay. exactly. Damn. They're... So cute, and they're usually yeah, they really like... chill to work with. Wow, um, this is amazing. Yeah, um, I, I was actually a tour guide. Well, not quite tour. I was an exhibit guide on a snake's exhibit for... Well, every time they were in my town, I would call them and say, Hey, can, do you mind if I come work here for a while for free? I just wanted to be yeah. there. Uh, yeah. It's... My relationship with snakes is a bit fucked up because basically my grandmother was really afraid of them. Mm -hmm. In France, we don't have big snakes. It's like tiny vipers, you know, uh, or big, um, I don't know the name in French, we call that couleuvre, you know, those those long snakes that do not have venom. Um, yeah. I really don't know the name in English, uh, but basically she was really afraid of them. So she passed on that fear to my sister, which is, she really has a fear of it. Like, Right now, irrational let's say she, phobia. Yeah, like if she's lis she's listening to this and she hears the, the the word snake, she'll probably have like a, a picture showing up in her brain. Wow! And she'll be like, "Oh, what the fuck? You know, get the fuck out of my it's face." It's actually very triggering. Like, yeah, it's like a trauma that was imprinted by yeah. your grandmother's fear. Be because wow. basically, what happened is like uh, once she went into the garden. Because my grandmother has like a, a big house with a big garden outside in the countryside and my sister saw this uh, snake on the ground and basically went on to i don't know nearly sat sit on on the snake she did not know it was a snake or anything you know and my grandmother saw it and she started you know screaming and so oh. that impacted my sister mm -hmm. uh, and then of course my grandmother was afraid a lot of them so every time we talk about snake it's like oh it's a bad animal and everything. There's a lot of misconceptions about snake. And uh, so I ha I was, I'm, I'm still a bit afraid of snakes, not gonna lie. I'd like to touch one though. I'd like to, to you know, know how it is because I watch a lot of documentaries about them. I watch a lot of guys on the internet that have like shelves of snakes, you know, in mm -hmm. boxes and everything. They feed them, they get them out, they clean them. And I'm like, wow, this is... That's a, a cool thing about snakes because they do require like a very specific environment. You have to control humidity. You have to control uh, the heat. The heat. Um, and each snake has a different kind of uh, setup. But since they like secluded places, you can actually have snakes in boxes and shelves. And it's the ideal enclosure for them. Uh, even though, I mean, if you look at it, it's a little distressing because yeah. they have like 30 centimeters yeah. and you be. feel like but why are they, are they in the in the wild and just run i mean not running but like uh, crawling in some places and those guys were telling like yeah no that's actually what they do in the wild they just stay in their enclosed space kind of and just go out to hunt but we feed them so no yeah. need to 
And at first, when I saw those huge, because I'm, I'm a huge fan of, uh, of uh, anacondas and pythons. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorites because they don't have, I think they have maybe a bit of venom, but not that much or not at all. Uh, they, the pythons are, are generally non-venomous. Okay. Um, they constrict their prey yeah. and then after they're dead, swallow them. Yeah. So mostly they're not dangerous to humans unless they're really large. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that's rare. And they're they're more afraid of us than than we are of them. <laughs> I think so as well. Like I think this is the misconception I was talking about because I feel like people, I mean humans in general don't like snakes because they don't have legs or um, hands or you know mm -hmm. like a normal animal they don't have uh, they crawl on the ground. So mm -hmm. for us it's like what the fuck is this, you know? But they, they, they look cute, like, you know? Oh, I love snakes. They, especially pythons have, uh, like, we call them puppy snouts, because they're very, you, if you, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, and usually if they're handled often, they're very, very chill with us. Uh, they'll just look for warmth, get inside your, yeah. your, your shirt. I remember that I was sitting, I was standing outside the exhibit once and I had like a three meter long snake wrapped around my neck. Strangling me. <laughs> while I was talking to people, it would just start crawling up my head and coming on the other side and wrap around my eyes with, with no... Like, I did not feel threatened because yeah. I knew if I stayed calm, the snake was just doing their thing. Yeah. But I did see people, like, crossing <laughs> to the other side of the mall right. just to avoid me. I don't want to see someone killed right now. Like, yeah. And little kids watching it slither around my shoulders and pointing, saying, is it real? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Something that I realized is that people have a huge misconception, which is thinking that snakes, since they crawl, that they're slimy. Oh, okay. Or that touching them is weird and sticky. And it's basically... It's not. And you said you'd like to touch a snake. Yeah. I do not have a snake, but I do have a snake skin at home that I can bring. Okay. And you can touch it. If I'd known, I would have brought it. <laughs> Um, and it's just very smooth. Okay. Um, it's like, you know that smooth rubber sort of feeling? Not really, no. Uh, it, it's just, it's very smooth, like okay. glass. Oh, okay. But it's not as hard as glass, but it's hard because it's muscle underneath. And I had no idea people would think that. <laughs> that they were yeah. sticky. <laughs> like, I mean, what? <laughs> it's like because sometimes when you look at them, at some they have a bit of uh, glowiness, you know, some mm -hmm. snakes to them. So maybe people are like, oh, this must be sticky, you know. Um, it's it's well, basically they're they're scales like it's like our fingernails. Our fingernails are so polished that they reflect light, and yeah. the scales are exactly True. the same thing. And if you touch them, they're not, you can't feel each isolated snake, this not snake, pardon me, uh, scale. Uh, it's just very smooth. Okay. And I love the feel of it. 
And so you were talking about this exhibition, which was in a mall. Where, where was that? Was it in Lisbon? Or? It was in my hometown uh, in okay. Bajairu. Okay. Um, which is on the other side of the river. Right? Yes. Okay. Uh, but they were, they were a traveling oh. uh, exhibit. So they would be uh, in Lisbon, they would go to Porto, they, they would just go around the Portugal. country. That's nice. Uh, and every time they returned, I would go there and say, hey, remember me? Can I volunteer again? And that was me when I was 17. <laughs> wow, okay. And so you, you never were afraid of, of any animals? like. For some reason, I have an irrational fear of um, spiders. Okay. But only the tiny ones, because I've always been terrified okay. they would get inside my clothes. Oh, okay. And... It's such a stupid fear that I have been surpassing it little by little. So uh, only if I... I think that's any bug. If someone looks and there's a bug crawling on you, you'll be startled for a yeah. moment. So I've reached that level. Um, I've always loved tarantulas. Never been afraid of tarantulas. Did you ever took one in your hand? I have, yes. Wow. I've, I've held the scorpion too. Wow, the, the one with a, a big, uh, like, small, s a small one or a big one? Like... Yeah, the ones that are uh, legally, that you're legally able to keep as oh, a pet. Okay. Like, their sting uh, obviously is venomous, yeah. and just like a tarantula bite yeah. would be, but it's not. It's like a bad bug bite. It's like a bad bug bite. I've never been stung. I've never been bitten. Um, and yeah, it's just... I don't know. It's amazing. I love it. I really do. Animals. If, I, if, you, th if you think I'm good with people and I empathize with people, it, it double that and okay. it's me We're with animals. Because I feel like... Um... You have a good energy, you know, you display a good energy, uh, like you don't feel aggressive or you don't feel afraid. I mean, I don't feel that you feel like that, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. the way you interact with people, the way, like even the way you're sit sitting right now, you know, it's like showing calm and a calm energy. Mm -hmm. So I believe that with animals, this might help as well, because I'm sure if you're totally afraid near a snake or if you're holding a snake and be like, what the fuck am I doing right now? He's going to feel that, you know? Um. That's true, actually. When you're handling a snake, one thing that the first thing I was taught is first, you reach out with your hand to see if they, if they flinch. Like, if you see their neck doing an S, it's because they're preparing to, yeah, to strike. To strike. Um, if you you can only touch them once, so you you reach out and touch them, and if they're chill, you pick it up because touching them more or again, they would interpret it as, as a threat. Exactly, because okay. one thing is someone like touching your hand yeah. to catch and then get, doing this yeah. all the time, like <laughs> and we're a lot bigger than yeah. them usually. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> um, I actually love ball, ball pythons. Because, oh, yes. like, they have the tiniest little heads, yeah. like tiny noodle heads, and then they're fat, yeah. and then their tail is tiny again, and I find that, I find that adorable. <laughs> and yeah, they've always cute. been some of my favorite snakes because of that. 
What, what would be your, your favorite? If you had, okay, let's say tomorrow is the end of the world, uh, you have to go somewhere with one animal. One, okay, let's do it easier, uh, in an easier way. One kind of animal. You can bring as much as you want, but only one, one species uh, of animal. Which one would you, would you take? Cats. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Because I love cats. cats okay, are have my a good passion. day. I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm a dog person, so. I'm a dog person too. I'm an all You're an animal person. person. Yeah, no discrimination there. <laughs> yeah, but but I do have a, a special relationship with cats. It's like cats, all kinds of cats, like domestic cats, big cats, lions, cheetahs, um, and afterward, it's. Uh, reptiles and in particularly snakes uh, but yeah cats and I have cats at home and my friends and the vets say that my cats are broken because they are way too docile and I have one cat that's like a dog like if you yeah. make eye contact he'll start he'll meow, roll up meow. roll he won't even meow he'll just roll up okay. belly up asking for pets and what have you done Noemia? <laughs> i don't know but like all my cats you can do anything you can open their mouth and they won't try to bite you can touch their paws they won't claw up they or... won't claw up this is crazy uh, i live in a home now with they have a cat um so yesterday i learned it was a he mm -hmm. and i had been calling her she for like two months now um and yeah that's like i don't know i'm like okay and basically the first let's say three weeks he was always afraid like i would do anything like touch a bag he would st be startled you know like mm -hmm. jump in the in the on my bed or stuff like that and i found that yeah by being calm basically just waiting putting myself on my knees waiting for him to come to me and not me coming to him that he was starting to like me more so now i can pet him which is mm -hmm. good because i'm not a huge fan of cats but if i don't have any other other animal near me cats are okay you know uh if i have a cat and a dog i'm like sorry cat but you know um there are also a lot of misconceptions about cats yeah. about their temper um what would be the, the biggest misconception for you in your opinion um people thinking that Cats are unpredictable. Okay. Or unpredictably ag aggressive. They're not. Humans are just a very. Sorry, I was going to be to say a bad word. Well, please do. <laughs> We're not on on TV, so go ahead. Yes, beep me after this. Uh, <laughs> humans have grown very shitty at body language and. Uh, conveying yeah. energy yeah. toward other beings um, and obviously uh, a cat is a human being uh, not, uh, not a human being but a being so yes they're yeah. very independent they're very similar to humans they're very independent and they usually depends on the cat really my, my cats would love to sleep on my face I have <laughs> seriously we're gonna start working from home and I'm gonna have to keep my I'm gonna have to lock myself in my room because my cats are going to want to jump on top of me. Like, I have a cat that she she's called Eclair. I call her my soulmate cat, and she will jump on my shoulder, lay her head on top of my head, and fall asleep. 
Oh my god. While I'm playing on the computer. <laughs> so then you're like, oh, I had to go to the toilets. Well, I guess I'm gonna start wearing diapers now because I can't move. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Uh, well, when I'm at home on my days off, I'll just be laying in bed and I'll have three cats on my bed and a dog. The dog is the dog covers half of the bed. So. Is it the white white dog I've seen on Instagram? No, that's that's my niece. Okay. That's that that belongs to to a couple of friends of mine. Uh, her name is um, Donguri. Uh, she's a she's an Akita Inu, and she's a female. She's she's one year old. Or I'm not sure if she turned two. I don't think she has. Uh, and she, even though she's a female, she has the size of a male. Her yeah, age. Yeah, it's crazy. She, she's huge. She's my size. Because I, I saw the picture and I was like, wait. Because it looks like a, a Shiba, but it's not a Shiba, but like kind of. I mean, they, they are kind of similar, but really yeah. it's way bigger. And I was like, what kind of dog is this? You know, like. It's like it's a Pokemon. Like the, the, the basic evolution would be a Shiba and then it would evolve into an Akita. That's. Okay. It's that, if you can visualize that, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Small Shiba to. Yeah. The tall the, tank of, of Shibas. Shibas are very. very nervous dogs, actually. Usually very friendly, but they're small. I actually thought they were bigger, mm -hmm. but no, they're really tiny. Um, and they're they're a lot like cats. They they like their space, and they're gonna go to their space and be fine. Yeah. Um, Akitas are basically they were trained as guardian dogs, guarding the temples, okay. guarding oh. pro property in in Japan. That's why we see a lot of uh, statues of them, right? Stand, uh, sitting. Those are not Shibas, they are Akitas. They're Akitas. Okay, makes sense. Because I thought those were Shibas and I was like, wait, this is way bigger than a Shiba. Like, what's, what's going on, you know? No, those are uh, Akitas. Okay. Uh, the one on the, on the movie, the Hachi, Hachiko. I think I've seen the, the, the poster of that movie. Yeah, it, it was a dog that every day would go to and the train station. Wait for his uh, yes. Wait One for day his the owner, owner have mm -hmm. a had a heart attack, and he would still go every day, even though his owner never showed up. Waiting for him, basically. Yeah, Damn. that's an Akita. Very loyal. They're very loyal. Very hard to train because they have really strong personalities. You know how. You know how you were describing me. I'm usually serene. But if I want to, I'm, I'm, people can miss me. But if I, I have a presence, you know they're there. Yeah. Akitas are like that. And like if a dog starts smelling them or and trying to play dominance games, they're, they're going to be, they won't give a crap yeah. about it. Okay. They're like, I know my place and yeah. you're like, Not you're where pleb. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> You fucking peasant, like. <laughs> Basically, Akitas, if if you don't train them well, in the sense they recognize you as an equal, they're really hard animals to train because they're too smart. It's like cats. Cats are too smart, <laughs> usually, and that's why you can't train them. They're either very smart and uh, or they're very stubborn. 
Some cats yeah. are incredibly dumb, and I love them for that. I remember um, hearing a story from, uh, my father told me this, they had a cat when he was younger, mm-hmm. and basically, he, I don't know what the cat did, but I think he brought a, a bird inside the home, and this was totally forbidden. The dog knew he should not, he, he could not do this, bring a, a bird, but the cat did. And basically, my grandfather um, punished the cat. How? I don't know. But the cat was so angry at him that the next day he shot on on my grandfather's uh, chair in the car, basically. Because he <laughs> left, the car was in the garage, and he left the, the window just a bit open, you know. And he got in. Yeah, and he got in, shot on the, shot on the fucking seat, and left out of the window. And of course, my grandfather was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Cats, cats do that. Cats do that. And like... Something I noticed my, my, my cat's doing is, like, if you don't clean their litter box, like, for what they consider too long, yeah. they're going to pee in their own water bowls. <laughs> they're going to pee on your stuff. That's like the extreme fuck you. you know, like. Yeah, it's basically, I am uncomfortable, so I'm going to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> and the, the, the pee smell of cats is horrible. I, this is, I think... Like the, this, just the smell makes me yeah, totally uncomfortable. Like, yeah, it's ammonia. It's heavy, very heavy on ammonia. Yeah. Uh, unlike dog, dog, dog urine just smells like urine. I'd say. Yeah, I don't like really know. Like musty, yeah. yeah, yeah musky. Okay. Uh, but cats have cats usually mark their territory. So, cat physiology and dog physiology is very, very different. That's why you'll see that clinics uh, specialized in cats are, okay. are appearing. The one I take my cats to is specialized in cats. The, the vet is, uh, she's a breeder for Sphinx cats and she adores cats. The, the Sphinx cat, no, the, the Sphinx cats are not Maine Coons, right? They're different. They, I would consider, I would say they're the opposite. They're the hairless cats. Sphinxes those, are the hairless oh, cats. Oh yes, I always forgot. Oh, yeah, those are really the one I I can't. I'm sorry. I know you love them, but I, I'm like, I feel so weird. Who seeing, fed you after midnight? I'm like, oh, did you? I think you forgot your jacket or something like that. You know, like, because I I think it's uh, Joanna. She sent me a picture uh, of, or I think it was you. I don't remember, but sent me a picture of a sphinx. Mm-hmm. So totally hairless. I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? It's like a kind of rat without <laughs> no. hair either, you know? Rats are the hairless dogs, the Mexican dogs. <laughs> Those look like rats. Yeah, true. Uh, the sphinxes just look like, like goblins. <laughs> That's yeah, what we can yeah golem. It's fucking golem, you know? <laughs> it's like, my precious man. Give you know? me my treats. Right? <laughs> or I pee on your stuff. No, but true. And, and um, it's... Yeah, I don't know why it makes me so uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> why are you naked? <laughs> like, yeah, put on some clothes, come on. We're in the 21st century, you can dress up. don't want to tell you how to dress, but just free. put something up, you know. No, free the nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you fucking cold? No? Okay, stay who you are, I guess. No, but yeah. Um, the, the, for, for me, there's also something I'm always scared about with cats, is like... When I walk upstairs, for example, and they're in front of me, in like two or three stairs above, I'm like, if they choose to pee on me right now, I'm fucked, you know? Like how they project that, that pee. 
Have you ever seen this? I know how they do it. Males do that to mark territory. Yeah. They usually don't do that to th things, to people. Okay, good. They don't do I... it as a defense mechanism, okay. that I can assure you. Because I'm always scared of this, like walking behind the cat. I'm like, uh, should I be here? Like, is it safe? You know, like, I don't know. No, they'd be much more likely if, like, you had them on your lap and they were pissed off at you. Cat cats, like, um, what's the word in 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 English? They. Um, How do you say it in Portuguese? Uh, wow, no, I forgot the word in Portuguese. I just Whoops, said in my mind, amuão, amuar. They. Um, yeah, I forgot the word. It's like sulk. They sulk. Okay, sulk? sulking like going into a corner. I won't talk to anyone. Oh, I won't okay. Talk... okay. You know okay. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They might like they're, they're gonna be grumbling silently <laughs> in their heads <laughs> and they will yeah. pee on your stuff oh. and pee on you, but like they wouldn't projectile <laughs> okay. pee on you. They would like literally go on your lap and pee there. That's that's <laughs> a, that's a cat thing to do. Oh my god. Um, yeah, but yeah, is... cats aren't nearly as aggressive as people usually. It's it's a huge misconception. But but again, I think this this goes on to what you said earlier with people displaying wrong energy and wrong um, body language. Like for example, all the, all of those. I mean, it's mostly guy because I haven't seen a woman, women fight each other after a, a bar. I haven't been in most bars. That's probably why. <laughs> um, but basically. There's some people, there's some guys that are totally drunk and they end up like this close to fighting, to brawling. And those morons, they don't want to fight, but they display the energy saying, I'm going to fuck you up, you know? Yeah. Even though if they say, no, I don't want any problems, they are like standing, you know, really proud of themselves and really cocky. So the other guy in front of him is like, oh, you want to fight? Okay. So they fight. And the other guy was like, no, but I did not want it to. Yeah, but dude, your body language said, I'm going to beat you up, you know. And yeah. the other guy is drunk as well. So what he reads is your body language, not what you say to him. Yeah, it's and like, uh, it's like chihuahuas. Feel threatened, be aggressive. Maybe it will scare people off. <laughs> right. Except it's just pathetic. <laughs> and you're just disturbing every fucking body because you're like 20 centimeters high. And you, you, you fucking bark way too much, and you're like, this is not impressive. It's just killing my ear. Uh, you want, do you want to kill me by sound? Like, this is, this is what you want to do, you know? It's, it's crazy. Yeah, cats usually don't have that energy unless they're very anxious. And if they're very anxious, it's usually trauma. Okay. Because people don't know how to deal with people, much less animals. <laughs> and it's really about the energy you display to them. And yeah, that's why my cats are broken. <laughs> like your cats are broken. What happened? Why are they like dogs? You can do anything. It's... Do, do you take them on a leash? I haven't tried. I think there are cats of mine that I think I could walk on a leash. Um, but they would have to get used to the, to the harness. To the harness. Yeah. And I usually don't have time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that would be fun. The, the 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 last goal, the the last boss is like you walking to work with like I don't know fifteen cats like a fucking gang, you know, and be like like Cesar Milan, but with cats instead of dogs, you know. Yeah. Like the pack woman <laughs> with dogs with cats. <laughs> this is crazy. 
it, it that I if I sit down I will have like as many cats as possible fitting on that fit on me they will be on me all over <laughs> it's just like I said I'm gonna have to lock them out while I'm working yeah. from home I'm not this is not a joke it's legitimately what's going to have to happen <laughs> this is crazy there are photos of me playing League of Legends like I think if, if you if you've if lurked on my Facebook or Instagram, I'll have one arm on each end, one on the mouse, one on the keyboard, and I have cats with, like, on top of my arms, and I just got used to playing like, like that. that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like two-hand handicapped. Oh, God. So, so you, you mentioned playing uh, League of Legends? Yes, I'm trash. You, yeah, man. <laughs> you spent, like cats, you play LOL, oh my god, this is too I, much. <laughs> and I've spent way too much money on League of Legends. Shit, what did you buy? Did you buy, what can you buy on League of Legends? Uh, skins, usually, that's usually what I buy, but you can buy a lot of things. You can buy, like, uh, experience boosts, so you level up faster. Oh, okay. Get more experience points after each match. Uh, you can buy bundles, you can buy champions. Champions, you can buy them earning like in-game yeah. currency. But if you're rich, you can buy them using money. <laughs> Even though you can get them, you know, for free if you're patient enough. <laughs> yeah, and if you play a shit ton of time. Yeah, usually I just buy skins from champions. I play a lot and like a lot. So where do you rank? I don't play ranked. I actually oh, love good. myself enough. So <laughs> yeah, you're not you're not that trash. Okay, okay, that's okay. <laughs> like my anxiety, and, and you know, I feel like I feel like I'm not good enough yet for for ranked. And at the same time, how long have you been playing? Five years. Yeah, come on, <laughs> come on. But I spent like three years without playing after creating an account because I didn't have a computer at home okay. or a computer that would run <laughs> League of Legends. Yeah. Um, and it's it's dumb because I, I the roles that I'm better at are the role I usually play as, which is jungler. It, it's okay. one of the hardest. What is, I, what is it? Basically, the League of Legends has uh, what, three lanes. Mm -hmm. It is middle and then top and bottom, I guess, or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. And your role is to reach the other end mm -hmm. and destroy the enemy nexus. So you yeah, have to be killing, okay. killing the champions and killing the the turrets that are protecting it along each lane. And the jungler is not on the lanes. the The jungler walks around the map, okay. stealing objectives to help the team and checking which lanes need help. Okay. So if I see the top is struggling, I'm gonna go there and what we call a gank, uh, and I will surprise motherfucker yeah. <laughs> and work with my, with my uh, teammate to, okay. to kill the other guy. So it takes, it, it, I don't know, it, maybe it's because I like working alone. It takes, um, it you, to me it's better because it's an opportunist kind of thing. Yeah, you just see where you have to go, what you can do, and you just do it. It's not like having to stick at some somewhere or, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, that so I play jungler and I play top, which is usually, uh, it's usually 
played by tanks. Uh, so so a tank is someone with a lot of life, right? And yeah. also a lot of life, sorry, and uh, powerful attacks, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, although there are several kinds of tanks. There are defensive tanks and yeah. offensive tanks. Um, so if I play in, in a lane, I tend to get... Sometimes I get a little too focused on attacking and I'm not good at understanding when I should attack, when I should engage. And yeah, when... you're like me, you're a fucking cancer, you just attack, attack, right? Like... <laughs> if I, I might get to that point. So, so jungling is easier for me okay. in that sense. Because, uh, um, yeah, I might get overly confident and get killed. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. But I've seen so many. We have a, a, a few French streamers now that I, I still watch play a bit of, uh, of League of Legends. Uh, we had this guy named Sardosh, which this guy, I mean, he, he is really egocentric. Like when you think about egocentrism, just think about him and put ten layers up top. But at least he knows. Sounds pretty French. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> true. It's like the the, the the most French guy you can. The find. Frenchiest fry. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and so that, that motherfucker is like always, he knows he's egocentric, you know, so he mm -hmm. plays also with it, uh, with it a bit, uh, but basically, and he knows he's good. So he thinks it yeah, gives him like, exactly. You know, like knows, Mourinho. <laughs> yeah. He's like, if he, he knows he's good and he knows he's probably better than, um, the bottom half. Mm -hmm. So he acts like if he was part of the 10%, you know, yeah. um, but basically he was really good at League of Legends and he played for a long, a long time. And he's always like raging a lot, uh -huh. and he got banned because he was on live uh, on live on Twitch live, and he, he plays ranks. And the guy lost, I think he lost, or he saw some of his playmates that they they did not play the way he wanted them to, you know. Mm -hmm. And he started crying and like literally banging his desk really hard, you know. And yeah. when you do that on live, when you have twenty thousand people watching you. It's like, it has some repercussions, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know, I've always, I'm, I'm a really bad player, meaning that when I lose, I get really fucking angry. And mm -hmm. looking at my screen, my phone screen, you can understand what happened. <laughs> I bite my phone. Okay. Once, because I fucking lost. And, I mean, you know, this is the, like, a children, because basically I lost. And I was really angry and sometimes I just hit myself but this time I chose oh, oh let's bite the phone you know um and when I did it I was like oh no what have I done what have I done like shit <laughs> okay and so I fucked up my front camera um and I realized okay stop playing motherfucker and uh so I know if I play League of Legends I'm probably going to destroy my computer mm -hmm. um even unless if I don't you play, play with me because I never rage oh. I, I rage at myself Usually. Oh, yeah. And it's it's silent. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know how you do this. <laughs> as soon as I see someone in the chat being toxic, I I report them. I'll, I'll warn them once. If they continue, I will report them at the end of the game. But is it like an audio chat or...? Like, there's a, a chat, there are... There's um... It, it's while you're playing, it shows up on the bottom left corner. Okay. Uh, and you can chat with your teammates, like write, you type down. Do you down. have time to write while you play? I mean, 
you can play when you're not actively in, you can type when you're not actively engaging anything okay. like when you're uh when you're dead <laughs> or okay. when you when you're just randomly hitting minions and there's no champion nearby to kill okay. you when you can just chill um and you can talk only to your teammates or okay. you can to everybody or to everybody okay uh including your adversaries and yeah. as soon as i see people being like report report my bot lane because they're not good i'm like bitch i'm gonna report you and you're gonna get banned and you can see that some people have like really low level accounts but they play yeah. well and you're like you've been you're either smurfing like playing what's smurfing smurfing is creating um an account uh just to play with people on a lower level than you okay and you're either smurfing because you don't want to try too hard or you just like been had an account banned yeah. and so you had to create another one and you can see you can tell which ones are those and i don't know i just it's so childish because it's a fucking game and like you shouldn't be raging at your teammates because i don't think some people go there to troll and to play badly just yeah. to make others feel bad but most people don't and they are doing their best so if i see people being toxic and league of legends has one of the most toxic communities yeah yeah and since i'm not toxic at all i don't i usually don't tilt i don't get angry at others and start insulting others you don't get triggered yeah okay usually people like playing with me because of that because i'm just chill and when someone is aggressive i'll be like yeah do that again and i'm gonna report you and they're like oh bitch really and then they do it again and then you report them yeah and they get banned so you're basically the only response you're the one that is responsible for all those permabans on League of Legends, yes. right? Yes, <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> You're like the moderator of, of the the non-ranking. Oh my god, yeah. I have friends playing this game. I don't... Also, I feel like I don't understand shit about this. I'm like... <laughs> I see, you know, I, because I've played uh, MMORPG, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, one that was called Meetin 2. Oh, Meetin. Yeah. <laughs> Never I have, played. I'm not into MMOs. Yeah, I, I loved it. I played... I played least... RuneScape. Back in the Runescape? day. Yeah. I know that, I know that game, I That's think. So I've never really... played it, but... It's old. <laughs> it's old, yeah. Well, Medicine 2 is fucking old as well. I played for like 10 years or some stuff like yeah. that. And I installed it on my computer here. I was like, okay, let's check it out. And I was like, checking the graphics. I was like, okay, this uh, is this grew better in my memory, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so for like seven years, I was shit at it. Like really, I played every fucking day for a lot of hours and mm -hmm. I sucked at it. And for the last two years I played, I was better, you know, yeah. I knew how to stuff myself. I did not have to like be a fucking chosen beggar and be like, can I have some stuff, please? Because that was me mm -hmm. uh, for seven years. Um, and it felt like already pretty toxic because there was a chat for like general chat for everybody on the server. You, ha you could have private chat mm -hmm. and also guild, guild chat, you know, with people from your team. Um, it was so fucking toxic. And it was a nice game, chill game, yeah. you know. Um, people, so. the thing is, people are shit. That's the problem. Yeah. Men are trash, you know. <laughs> the thing about men are trash is that humans in general are trashed because they're not 
uh, I don't, I think there's a huge problem with our education in which people are not taught to be emotionally responsible, to manage their own emotions and not to... A man do not have emotions, okay? We never <laughs> cry, we never feel. That's uh, the truth. Men the truth. can't <laughs> cry. Anyone with high testosterone can't cry. It's a side effect of testosterone. Really? It prevents, yes. It's, viola it's a purely physiological thing. High levels okay. of testosterone block the tear production. Would that be why I can't cry? Yeah, it is. Because sometimes I look myself in the mirror and I just want to cry, but I can't, you know. <laughs> yeah, and like everything in your body is ready to cry, yeah, but nothing comes out. Exactly. Sometimes I look at a movie and I'm like, I feel like crying right now. Yeah. Nothing comes out. So I don't know if it's like me blocking something from childhood or if it's my body unable to cry. It's probably both. <laughs> it's usually both, but yeah, yeah testosterone pro the, makes it a lot harder to cry. That's why the whole myth that men don't cry started developing and in reach the proportions it has today. Which is fucked up. And basically what happens with men is that people are shit. Yeah, human beings. Like I said, we're not we're not emotionally we're not taught to be emotionally mature. That's why I probably stand out so much. <laughs> Cuz I tend to be as mature as possible and I've grown a lot in these past years and I have depression, so I've been through so much shit that m most things are just so tiny in comparison. Um but um, and men aren't held accountable. Usually it's like, oh no, you know, boys are more, it's because it starts in childhood. Oh, you know, boys are rowdier. Girls are the ones who grow up mentally faster when it's not. And when you look at, when you look at it biologically, uh, structural differences in the brain and body chemistry, there are none. Yeah. To... I mean, there are differences, but the thing is, there are no differences that could separate human beings in two distinct categories. They're not. There's, there's a study uh, that I have in my bookmarks to send people that's literally about that. It's called the, the human brain mosaic. Um, and basically, there are characteristics and traits that you associate with one gender or another. And what happens is, when you examine MRIs and analyze how the brain works when they're having a, th a certain emotion, mm -hmm. um, the brain actually acts as if each individual trait isn't yeah. separated. It's exactly. a mosaic. Yeah. There's more diversity between you and me as individuals than you and me as men and girls and yeah. women. Sorry. <laughs> Basically, for some reason, since hormonal levels, say, dictate so much of our appearance, and the case of testosterone, that's the thing about high testosterone. That might happen on a, what you would call a woman with high testosterone. They would also be have trouble crying. And it's that misconception. And the reason why it's so frustrating sometimes is that as human beings, we can be better. Can we really, though? Ah, uh, well, there's <laughs> to hoping.
Right, this is a, a good question. But um, sorry to cut you uh, right through this. I wanted to say that about um, about men are trash because I usually joke about it, mm -hmm. and but sometimes it triggers me a lot. You know, especially online when I would say I would uh, let's say I ask a question um, because I, I love asking questions. Sometimes people think I'm like ask trying to troll them, yeah, which I fucking hate because no, I'm just actually you know Genuinely asking the questions. Asking you questions. Yeah. And so once I don't remember what I asked, but uh, it was a, a basic question about some topic on Twitter and I got like 10 people uh, sending me hashtag men are trash, you know, and yeah. I was like triggered so much. I was like, I'm not like every other man. Okay. Yeah. And then I, I was like, wait, okay, let's think about this. Didn't you mansplain like five girls of your best friends, by the way, explaining them how to fucking masturbate? Yeah. That's what I did for 20 minutes. They did not say anything. And I was like, okay, men are trash, sometimes I'm trash, sometimes I try not to be trash, you know? So I get the expression, and I get how I see so many men being fr frustrated by that, because they don't feel like they're like that, they don't feel like they're trash. Because yeah, because we... it's, it's subconscious, it's, it's not malicious. Yeah. It's like, if, the, the thing is, like, imagine... It's the whole upbringing thing and saying that girls grow up faster. Like, a girl has to take responsibility for her own things and her siblings, for the example. The way she dresses, the way she talks to people, the way she looks at men. A because, lot earlier yeah. than men do. Exactly. So the thing is, people are equally shitty, but men are used to... to Don't give a fuck about it. Yeah, like... Get away with it. Yeah, true. Also. And that's that's why most things are subconscious. It's not like men aren't trash. I say this in the same way that I say I hate people because people demographic they invade my space. <laughs> people in general are not uh, emotionally aware. Yeah, that you need your space. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, it's basically it's not like every. Every single person, when I say I hate people, I'm not saying I hate person. And I do understand why men would get defensive. And I'm white and cis, and I say cis people are trash, white people are trash. Because I look, and it's like, again, because there, there's a privilege. Our life isn't made worse because we're cis, or because I'm white. It's not made worse, so I'm less aware. The thing is, most people are not aware, and they also don't care. So when you call them out to it, they're going to feel targeted, because yeah. again, it's not malicious. Yeah. They might be doing something that is... Uh, a joke to them, even. Yeah. Like, for example, a racist joke, that for them isn't racist, because they don't think as themselves as racist. But, so they think it's dark humor, which I love, by the way. But when you call them out on this, they're going to be like, what the actual fuck? It's not racist. You're the one being an asshole telling me I'm racist by saying this joke. Okay, I don't think if someone makes a racist joke, they're racist, because that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. um, of course, if they are racist, they will probably make a racist joke, but I don't think if you make a racist joke, you're racist. I don't know if that makes sense. It, um, it does, because again, it has to do with our upbringing. Like, exactly. And... If we look at things objectively, Portugal was a colonizing country and kept colonies until the 1970s. So 1974. The one year after the revolution? 
yeah, the year of the revolution, there was an ongoing war because countries in usually Africa, so they were mostly wanted Mo independence. Mozambique and Angola, was it? Yes, okay. um, mostly Mozambique. They then they would they still belong to Portugal. They were called the ultramarine provinces. Okay, yeah, we uh, have that in France still as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, like uh, Côte d'Azur, what's it called? Uh, no, no. Côte d'Azur is in France. No, um, it's... Um, you mean the island? Côte d'Ivoire. Ah, uh, well, Côte d'Ivoire is its own country now, but... Yeah, now. We ha yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, I mean, I can't, you know, say, I'm white, I'm a guy, uh, I'm French. We've had a heavy past on colonization, slavery, and that's also why we are so rich right now because mm -hmm. we still have many partnership with most of africa um and french is like i think the fifth or sixth language spoken in the world mm -hmm. um yeah thanks but... to colonization uh which is done you know like i can't go back and say okay let's not invade countries um and at the same time when i looked at it because i wanted to understand a bit bit more about like how can we come into a country take the people make them slaves and ship them to Africa to Americas you know yeah um, and actually there were like slavery was already existing there mm -hmm. in Africa and in some places uh, I would not say countries because it was not countries but eth ethnies um, but basically we we as like European people did we not go capitalized inside, you know in what we did was go there go to the slave slavers markets i guess i guess it was called uh, buy some slaves and send them to uh, to americas we were just doing the business and yeah. i don't want to say this as like oh did, we did not do uh, bad things you know no we we fucked up many people yeah we um, capitalized on yeah. it like we in usually in places where slavery still existed it was mostly a post war post conflict kind of mm -hmm. thing the present the prisoners yeah um colonizing countries just got went there and just took everything to themselves and yeah. said they discovered it and even today we still have this european centered thing saying humans discovered the americas in 1492 uh there were humans there before wasn't there like yeah. so we did not i mean europeans discovered it sure but humans did not you know this is this white thing, I'd say, of being, yeah, we are the best, you know? Like, and, and if you look at the, the current crisis of COVID-19 in France, we've said two months before Italy got, far, I mean, two months before it went worse in Italy, we were like, no, but we're way better than Italians. Like, come on, we're so yeah. good at everything. Now, <laughs> we're in the same boat, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's honestly, I think it's a shame to be like that because when We're you, humans, we can do better. You know? But... We don't. Why though? Why would we, you know? <laughs> like, come on. Exactly. And Portugal still has, in Portugal, there's a whole thing. No, we were good colonizer. We were different from the others. We were bringing democracy and liberty and freedom to people who did not know what it was. We civilized them. You know, right? We brought them Christianism. We brought them the wheel in Africa. They did not have it before. We were good humans to them and we gave them free jobs yeah and in portugal it's still that if you see uh history books 
for like kids in sixth grade. That's still the version of history. Like really? we went to Africa and we started tr exchanging with them products and slaves. When basically we went there, we said, oh my God, this is awesome. And we killed everyone we could. And that's a, a heritage. That is something that we've done. It's a stain in our history that Portugal tries so hard to deny. I mean, yeah. really, the, we went there and we exchanged goods and services and slaves. That's we were good colonizers. No, we were. We we went there and we acted like monsters. And everyone has the, the ability to be a and monster. You know, something I, I love with, uh, I mean, not something I love, um, to be honest, but something that is uh, remarkable and always been there with humans uh, and what makes us who we are is our ability to kill. This is what we've done since we've been on this earth, is massively kill things, living beings. Um, uh, there's this trilogy of books uh, from, I always fuck up his name, uh, I think it's Noah or Mr. Ha Hariri or something like that. Anyway, the, the book is called uh, Homo Deus um, and it's basically on our uh, past as Homo sapiens. And he explains that basically when we got on, on Earth, approximately when we got there, uh, in, in Oce Oceania there were um, uh, giant sloth mm -hmm. of fucking six meters. Yeah. Which is like, what? <laughs> There were what? Sorry, like those tiny cutie sloth, six meters high. Okay, and um, we kill them because that's what we do. You know, that's what our brains is set up to do: to, to uh, create tools that allow us to be the first, basically, to be the top at the top of the food chain. Because when you think about it, right now we're able to kill everything, and us uh, yeah. inside that. You know. Um, and we've always been machines to kill. And if you look at history, what we've always done is kill things. Have you noticed that's mostly European history? Because when you look at the territories we've invaded, um, there were usually, it depends on the cultures, but they were usually much more in tune with nature than, than we are, than we were. Like Native Americans, um, the Inuit. They, they slaughtered the shit out of each other, though. But it was, it was different. It was. They still killed each other. Come on. Not in the same level. Of course, we industrial we industrialized massive killings in exactly. Europe. Exactly. That's what we do best, right? And we took that there instead of being the killing that happens between other animals for uh, hierarchy and territory uh, and territory and food and animals mostly kill to eat unless there's an actual threat we took that to a whole other level geopolitical reasons mostly yes and it was mostly in europe that's why i say we capitalized it yeah. because in it's because other cultures were living in peace with nature i mean it's... The nature part, I agree with you. The peace part, I don't. I mean, peace with nature, yes. Yeah, I peace meant between peace each with other, yeah. no. Because, I mean, the slave trade... Because humans are shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, as we said earlier, indeed. Like, there were massive slave trades before the European did the, the Atlantic slave trade. There was a, mm -hmm. one in the Indian Ocean um, with the Sumerians and uh, Arabic people. 
uh, the Arabic being like not Saudi Arabia, but the part, uh, the, the Middle East, basically, mm-hmm. um, where they already have slaves before, way before Europeans were even there, when in Europe there was only Neanderthals, you know? Yeah. Um, those fucked up people, we have 5% shared DNA, I believe. Um, Neanderthals, Neanderthals weren't that fucked up, actually. It was humans that uh, fucked them up, that killed them to yeah. extinction. But it's interesting at the same time because humans um, at that time, again from the same Bukomodius I was talking about, uh, that the author explains that basically Neanderthal were not able to be more than twelve in a group. Above twelve people, they would start killing each other. Mm-hmm. Homo sapiens, one hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. That's the massive, the, the the biggest a group can be without many issues, you know. Because we believe in, in stories, we tell stories to each other, we tell stories about uh, freedom that does not exist in the wild, but we believe in it. We tell stories about money that, again, does not exist in the wild, but we believe in it, and it makes us grow bigger. Stories about religions, those are stories we believe in to make us go somewhere as humans, you know. Uh, Neanderthals did not have this. Yeah, the thing that sets human apart from other animals even those who can communicate with each other. For example, dolphins are very very intelligent, as intelligent as us. However, it's the, the language part. Language allows us to grab concepts, yeah. objects, and turn them into words. If you don't have a language, if you don't have a table in this room and you don't yeah. have a language, you, you do not know how to represent a table because yeah. yeah. it's not there. Language allowed us to develop concepts. In, so if you say a word, it will trigger an image, a mental image of what you are describing. And that is why humans evolved beyond, well, becoming the dominant species, basically. Yeah. By killing every other... Just because of a little thing in our vocal cords. It's yeah. It's one of those biological weird things, like the smallest thing makes the biggest difference in terms of adaptation. But also, like, it feels so crazy to see where we are now, like what, what we've done. Like, for example, look at where we are now, show this to someone from the Middle Ages. What the fuck would you think they would they would feel like here? Not understanding, like seeing a fucking couch like that, like two couches in a room with fucking computers around us. Like they would be like, where am I? Why am I? <laughs> it's like we've 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 went a long way. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, very quickly, and uh, technology is very fast paced. I mean. 20 years ago, you could have a cell phone, but it was like the size of a brick. How was it 20 years ago? Because I don't remember. How old are you? <laughs> 21. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I have five years on you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a huge difference. Like, my sisters are 10 years older mm-hmm. than me. The, the closest one to me is yeah. 10, 11 years older than I am. And, like, their childhood and my childhood were completely totally different. different. Yeah. So if you bring that, if you talk to someone who is 30, 40 yeah. now, 
they they'll be like with the stuff that we have today they're like yeah it's pretty it's mind-blowing i was if born it, with it so i'm like exactly it's normal for me you know it's totally granted uh since i'm a like i think the earliest memory i have of me using a computer i must have been like five to six mm-hmm. tops and i was playing a video game on it it was like a car game um and i've always had a computer at home because my dad was working he's working in it so it's also something he loves yeah. um but for example i have friends that are uh, 30 years old 32 34 and we do it's easy for me to talk with them you know no worries until we reach the pop cultural references mm-hmm. where they talk uh, say oh did you see this movie i'm like what oh that movie that went out 20 years ago Mm-mm. nope haven't seen that you know uh same for songs or cult classics yeah or anime uh, not animes but um you know um childhood uh, cartoons, show cartoons. Yeah. and i'm like what oh, nope don't know and they're like what you don't know about it and they're like how old are you I'm 21. Okay, I get what you mean. Mm-hmm. And yeah. each generation grew up with different things yeah. and thinks that their that their generation was the best. Why are the 80s so idolized? Yeah. Because for a time people who were who are right now in their 40s, that's when they grew up, so they yeah. massively look at that feeling of nostalgia. If Five years from now, it will be the nineties. It will be the nineties. Yeah. It already started. It already started. It's the nineties, no, idealizing the nineties with and the, the the vintage like Nintendo stuff and all that stuff and all the old video games coming back, the arcade. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and in a way, this is also something I don't like with with us as humans. Is like you have older generation speeding up on newer generations, you mm-hmm. know, being like, oh, these guys, they don't know how it was. They don't know what life is about. We know better than them. And then you have the youngest being like, okay, boomer. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you have good to take from each generation. Exactly. And I love to build bridges between those generations instead of burning roads, you know? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, yeah. But I think that as a society, as this at least the more developed countries, we have evolved so much socially in terms of social conscience and taken a lot of strides. Uh, like the like the interview you read today, I said yeah. that yeah, we've come a long way. So my hope is that in the future, we will be able to get even better. Uh, even though this has all been done before, Celtic. Aren't you sorry to get you? But aren't you afraid of like? Because this, I'm going to turn it another way. Um, I'm afraid of basically for the sake of being um, nice between each other and the, the sake of uh, having the right mind or the right mindset, we impose many things on people. Uh, for example, like there's. Um, I'm going to talk for France because I don't know for Portugal, but basically mm-hmm. sometimes we have people speaking on TV. Those people, there's like, I'd say a few other people that don't want them to speak, okay? Because they don't like their speech mm-hmm. because it doesn't resonate with their feelings. They're like, no, this is, for example, racist or this is transphobic or this is something ick, you know, because we have many ick or isms. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm afraid that our generation will see a new sort of fascism, but not from the right, actually. I think, I believe, from the left, which is really why I'm afraid, because I've seen many people uh, in France from the left being 
really aggressive and towards free speech, for example, um, because it doesn't resonate with how they feel and how they see the society. So they say to those people, shut the fuck up. You should not speak. Why are you speaking? When this is, don't you think it's kind of fucked up to... Like, what's your feeling? What I think is when they reach that level, they're no longer in the left. Okay. Socially, at least. Because the, the only left and right, the difference is basically whether it's individual uh, ownership or if there is, uh, or if certain services are provided by the state. That's the only difference in okay. political terms. Okay, sorry for the, for the interruption in the podcasts. We had to leave. Um, thanks a lot, Noemia, for coming. It was really nice to have a conversation with you. Um, I would have loved to talk a bit more, but yeah, we, we, we have to do, go now. <laughs> we can do a part two sometime. Yeah, a part two would be nice. Okay, um, guys, if you like the episodes, um, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts to give me, uh, I don't know, your love, I guess. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, see you next month for another episode. Ciao! Bye!